uh, Asher says just down there. Yeah. What's your approach to playing 65 to 68 Wayne Shorter tunes as compared to American Songbook standards? Peter, you do a great version of Infinize. Mm. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. When people say Wayne tunes, I think what they're really talking about is non-functional harmony, right? These series of usually like major nine, minor 11, some major minor seven stuff, right? That doesn't seem on the surface to have any relation to each other, but as a whole really paints this beautiful abstract picture. So like when you do a tune, like when you play a tune like Infinize, what's your approach? Well, I think um, I think that kind of composition, and I would say anything in terms of what Asher, you know, sixty-five to sixty-eight Wayne Shorter, like whatever we call sort of modern, like is nineteen sixty-five modern? I don't know, but you know, modern jazz standards. I was almost call them like modern jazz compositions. It's only um, fifty-five years ago. It's only exactly. Um, I think as as compared to, to to American songwriting standards, I think an attention to detail in how they're written is very important. Um, this is not to say that like really learning standards correctly and the, the original melody and the lyrics and stuff, that's not to say that that's not important. It's just, I don't think we can bring that same mentality when we bring it to a Wayne Shorter composition because he crafted that song to be played in a, in most likely a very similar instrumentation and um ensemble sound that we're going to play it even if we're playing it solo piano or something so it's not to say that we can't take liberties with it but there's so much more there typically than like say mac the knife or something where you know you've got i think a little bit more ability to to be able to kind of arrange it and, and and to kind of make it your own infinize we can also make our own but we would be remiss i think to skip over the specific parts of the composition that go beyond just your lead sheet. Right. You know, and whereas, and I could be wrong on this. I don't know. I'm not like, you know, like Bill Charlap is an expert on playing the great American songbook in, in a, on a jazz piano, solo piano or trio or with a vocalist at just such a high level. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying that I have that level of understanding, but with Wayne Shorter's compositions, like I think that there's very specific things, for instance, on that tune that you're talking about. Like, so this, or I guess I should chordy it up, huh? So I hear a lot of people playing like that, which is, what is they calling that? A flat nine, sharp five. But the way that they wrote it, now somebody's gonna go back and be like, I'm wrong. This is what I remember at least. Flat nine with the 13. So you got that F sharp triad there, right? Now, can you do... A lot of different things, you know, E flat over A. Yeah, you oh, yeah, do, you and do it whatever you good, want, yeah, right? Yeah. Let me let me get this out the way so folks can see what's up. But to me, there's a magic at least in knowing this and starting like like that level of precision with Wayne's compositions. I find really work well. There's another thing. Uh, no, see, now I'm messing up. Oh yeah, the bridge. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the bridge, you got E flat major, and then you got E major over E flat or, or E flat Phrygian, I guess, and then you've got because of the melody that E flat with the sharp eleven. That. So I don't know why a lot of people will play. You're already playing the Lydian. Yeah, you, it can fit. It's like on a standard where you're adding, a, yeah, whatever. But here, you're giving away the next part. So it's like all these things that that somebody like, 
you know, Wayne crafted in his tunes. It's like attention to detail. I think that's the most important thing. You know, notwithstanding our buddy Jeff Goldblum, who's going to be on on the podcast, we hope in January. I love it. More on that coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and then it goes to. The, it's not. We don't need to fix it, right? We don't need. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I love that dominant seven with the majors. You know, that's, that's a cool sound. So, like Herbie stuff, like play it. You can play it different ways, and it sounds okay. But like, get the details of it. Then you'll have an insight into like their way of playing. Then you can take it and go a lot of places. I mean, I play these tunes, and I, I. It's not like I'm like I am sticking right to what Wayne Shorter's mindset was at that time, but. I do know where it started from, at least in terms of recording. I've never yeah. asked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've wanted to. I've been around him, and I'm like, well, hi, Mister Short. If you're I, wrong, I all my questions. If you're wrong, someone on here will let you know. I got an email uh, this week from Jay. What's up, Jay? If you're watching, I guess I started to play. You say, oh, I like the way this is going. You guys, Jay. What's up, What's up Jay? Jay? No, Jay's a nice guy. <laughs> but uh, I guess I started to play. I fall in love too easily, uh-huh. and I play it how I learned it. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I play it like this, right? Well, that's not right. Everybody knows <laughs> that yeah. there's that half step there. And and Jay was very kind that uh, you know the way Jules Stein wrote it. Right, right, right. Or whatever. I, I'll probably just mess it up there. I think for for a lot of people, it's like whatever you you listen to first yeah. is just ingrained in your mind. And I'm always doing a wrong thing that people are always reminding me, and it's 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 bad. So I, what I'm not trying to say, and I think what we're not trying to say is that oh, with standards you can slop it up, but with Wayne Shorter tunes, you no, not be at all. We're not, we're not all. saying that. I know it sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. But I've done. Send your letters to Bill Charlap at billsharlap.com. Is that right? Or is it? I think it's the first time it's, okay, and the second so, time is. Right. So yeah. I messed that one where, up. Where you, I, I know where you messed up because I, I, these were the first open studio emails I had to answer. <laughs> where at the end of the tune. Um, like you had, you went Yeah, up. I like that better. I, I, I think this but is, it's really. Well, I don't care. I like my version. It's like. That's right. Yeah, yeah. correct. That's correct. Okay. Woo! The Woo! standards police. Jazz oh my please. gosh. There's just there's piano bars in New York City where they just talk about this endlessly. Yep. Uh, thank God someone is. Uh, okay, going down. Oh, there was one good one here from Rich. Any tips for speed reading new material? I sometimes still mentally transcribe bass staff notes to their treble staff equivalent. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. So, Rich, speed reading or, or sight reading is just like anything else. It's a muscle that needs to be exercised. If you want to get better at it, include it in your regular practice routine. One easy thing that you can practice doing with it that will really help you, I think, grow if you don't do this is practice reading ahead of what you're playing by at least – like start just simply by a few beats. Yep. But um, there's actually some scientific analysis about where like really amazing sight readers, where they're looking. They're all looking like – two to four bars ahead of what they're playing. They're right. all processing information that's about to happen seconds before it happens. So practice doing that. Practice looking ahead. I, when I started doing that, it really changed how good of a sight reader I was. I thought you were going to say they were looking for love in all the wrong places, but they're looking on the wrong part. I uh, forget. Yeah, you know, um, if you're looking at just what you're playing, you're going to be 
you're going to be too late. Yeah, and I think this is another example of what we were talking about before in terms of uh, when you know if you're if you're shifting things over to treble instead of the bass, that is not like a dominant hand. Um, non-dominant hand thing or like oh I can see things better that's just amount of time so you're probably yeah. looking at a lot of lead sheets yeah in treble clef so what you need to do is spend a couple of weeks just sight reading base stuff, base stuff. Yeah, yeah get like sure. a base method book or you could probably download a pdf for free or unscribed or whatever it is yeah. um, just anything or it could be like a bass vocal choral part you know that's in the anything in the bass clef it'll Literally happen anything it'll happen a lot faster than you think if you just spend like you said a couple of weeks like yeah. when you know my band the 442s when the who? Uh, the 442s when michael casimir joined yeah. our violist we didn't have viola and every time i had to write for string, string quartet right. it, you know each new time or orchestra i had to be like okay this damn alto clef okay, i know where is it uh, but now I can read it just as solidly as any other clef. Yeah. And it only took literally just a few weeks. For, and the oh, great thing about the alto clef, it's kind of like for a lot of- alto clef is dope. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, and especially for vocal stuff, like yeah, for man. a lot of female vocalists that and have a big range. Like unless you're like a super high tenor or super low bass, I love the alto I know. Clef. And, yeah. and for a lot of the stuff, you know, that we like to write um, yeah. for, for piano or play or whatever, it falls so much better. Basically, if you're in here- Alto clef, which is this is this is where it's at, right? Yep. If you're in here, exactly. alto clef. Come on, Cordy, don't you have alto clef? <laughs> alto clef is where it's at because you don't have to change clefs as you go between, especially melodically. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just a matter of spend time. But but as we spend time, I would recommend that, like what we were talking about earlier, you know, practicing in the different keys. Get away from the thing that you already know. So it's not just enough to let me practice some because you want to build up that as a specific muscle. So you need to abandon treble clef for a little while, at least mostly. Uh, cool, cool, cool. We got 44 likes. People like it. If you're enjoying this and getting some value out of it, how about like and sharing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hit the smash. Hit, wait, hit the smash <laughs> button. Smash the like button. Like the smash button. <laughs> hit the smash the like button. Hey, give us a subscribe too if you're not a subscriber. That's right. We're about to, yeah, actually, that would be good because do you know that we are, it is imminent. We have been told by our YouTube guru, our in-house YouTube guru, that we are very close to hitting 50,000 subscribers. Well, we're, we're, yeah, we're recording a bit of a 50,000 subscriber special today, later. Oh, are we that close? In anticipation. Are yeah, we, we're very close. Are we're we going to jinx close. it by doing that? Well, now I might have jinxed. I'm sorry <laughs> if I did. Um, okay, so I'm just looking down at the questions. How do we go? How about from Danny? Can we do this one, which is... Can you talk about the way you might approach how Mulgrew or Cedar play all those great, really low moving inner voices on the piano intro? Super thick, awesome stuff here. Um, ooh. So this is an area that Adam Manis is known to be an expert. So I'm going to throw it over to him. I actually don't exactly know what Danny's talking about. Well, I, think I would it's have like, to listen. You know, this kind of like... Uh, Counter melody kind of stuff. Oh, the counter, kind of yeah, like doing like. I was just practicing this. Oh, more, actually. more, yeah, yeah. Maybe even more in the bass. Okay, I was thinking inner voice. Well, you can grab it with either hand. Yeah. So. Um, Man, one thing I love to practice, Danny, with, with these inner voice things, and this works for anything, and this is another Keezer idea, I think. I steal so much from Jeffrey Keezer. Thank you, Jeffrey Keezer. 
is uh, we love you, Jeffrey. We love you, Jeffrey. Well, he's just so smart. Um, is pick your pick your interval, right? Pick your note. So let's say it's the seventh, right? So again, if we go to all the things. Like, whenever, whatever finger is on the seventh, move around that seventh. Create a little melody out of it. You can choose an interval at random. It could be the fifth. Just start there and see what happens. But practice in your left hand, in your right hand. that kind of thing. What you're doing is just predetermining where you start so it doesn't matter what hand, what finger you start on, you get all of those. going to switch between hands doing it it's going to be a great way especially rubato it's so easy to just do it slow yeah and you can really you can work up some cool sounding stuff i hope that's what he's talking about i'm not i think so no that's great and just a a different kind of mentality and sound approach to melodic stuff in the different ranges on the instrument certainly bass tenor uh is important and i just need to mention here big shout out to joe i'm sorry i read this wrong earlier he did his virtual half marathon on Friday, so we're jumping back to our our health and wellness segment. So congrats, uh, Joe. I was thinking you were doing it this weekend with me for moral support, but apparently you are done. So I feel invigorated and emboldened by Joe's success down in, of course, he probably had like perfect 60 degree weather or something in Houston, uh, but it's all good. We'll see what happens here. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, next question. We need tour talk kind of up top. Tour um, talk kind of up top. Maybe up top near Rich's question said, coming from guitar world, arpeggios are talked about all the time for practice and et cetera. But in piano world, I don't hear people talk about arpeggios much. Why? Well, I don't know. We talk about arpeggios. I actually think arpeggios. They're hard. That's why we don't talk about them. damn hard. <laughs> what is that? That's that. Chopin. But actually practicing arpeggios is the again you want a shortcut to if you want a shortcut for keyboard awareness for where you are for being able to cover large listen to this guy cover large swaths of the instrument it's the easiest way to do it i actually start sometimes a practice session like octaves like really and then fifths no that wasn't fifth and then fourths and then thirds yep and then minor thirds and then scales, you know, yep. like you can start wide and then and then come in and in and in, 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 I think. Yeah, and you know, we, we, we do talk sometimes about, maybe it's been a while, but I think the concept of, especially for specific applications for jazz improvisation at the piano, the concept of the jazz arpeggio that I like to say we came up with that. I'm pretty sure we didn't, but why not? So it's almost like a- um, Yeah, that's your joints, man. That's your joints. I love joinks. that. Well, I mean, because it's like something that actually occurs a lot. Right? Mm. That's in its most basic form, but you've always got the same kinds of like, you know, C7 flat nine, boom, boom. I think it's interesting because so much, let me get rid of that there. So we got like, 
So much that we actually play is based upon that improv. Is it, those arpeggios? So if you've got the basic concept, say for F minor hmm. of that, and then even up to the eleventh, maybe even the thirteenth, you've got all these jazz arpeggios being the the foundational thing being four note shapes. So traditional arpeggios there, but we can break it up into any fours. So from a technical standpoint, we start to line ourselves with those shapes that we're going to use. That we're going to actually use once we get into those improvising situations. Mm. Bam. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Don't know what that is. <laughs> 